Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. This is part two of our conversation with Marin Katusa. If you missed part one, do yourself a favor and listen to last week's episode. Let's dive back in. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back. FYI, this program with uh, Marin Katusa is going to be longer than our normal 40-minute program. This is very important because what Marin is talking about is the core of Rich Dad. Like I said, you know, you, you have... This here is a cash flow quadrant. This is the, we're on the B and the I side. You go to school, you're on this side. You play the cash flow game. Most people are stuck in the rat race. And what Marin and I are talking about is deals on the fast track, on the way outside there, the ones you're not supposed to invest in. And by the way, if, you, if you're not rich, you're not in a cred, a credited investor, you cannot invest with Marin. Is that correct, Marin? Well, you can't invest in private placements, but you can still invest in the same companies in the open market, uh, in, in the stock market. Yeah, once it gets on, when it becomes public. Yeah. What Marin's talking about here is when it's still private. And that's the I here. All I don't, I don't have any stocks out here. I only invest here and some of the companies go public. That's the difference. That's the game. So would you explain how um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez and the Green New Deal has made both of us richer? <laughs> so essentially, you know, in theory, it's a good thing to decarbonize the world. Correct. All the science is there. Everyone agrees to that. But how? That's the issue. How do we get there? And that's where it's not thought out properly. So essentially what a carbon credit is, it's the equivalent of sequestering or taking out one ton of carbon dioxide or its equivalent like nitric oxides and all the nasty pollution. So how can you do that? Well, trees are a natural way of absorbing it. You have mangrove, like blue carbon. The ocean is the best way to do it because the key part of the ocean is when it goes under the water table, it stays sequestered for over a thousand years. That carbon disappears out of the atmosphere for over a thousand years. Whereas in the trees and the forests, you know, let's say the average life cycle of a forest is one to two, 300 years tops. That carbon then goes back into the environment and then you have to go through that process again. So my favorite is blue carbon, but there's other ways. There's um, direct air capture. FYI, the oceans are called the lungs of the earth. Totally. They purify the air. So think of the ocean as your lungs. And what happens if the lungs are polluted, we all die. So that's that's why, you know, I, I'm a capitalist, but I'm a hardcore grainy, especially on the oceans, because that's my college degree is ocean, I mean, naval architecture, ocean engineering. Yeah. I love and, the ocean. It's the biggest sector growth. Yeah. In the planet, people are always asking me, Marin, what should my kid do, Marin? What, you know, how does my kid do what you're doing? I go, look, if I was in university or you're, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. This is the beauty of it. It's not because I'm born in Vancouver and I was fortunate to live in Canada and the, the, the markets here. This wasn't a market three no. years ago. We, Robert, your show was the first to talk about this because it, it was so revolutionary. We're talking about the first five minutes of the first inning in a nine inning game. And, you know, you can go and try to find a copper deposit or a uranium deposit. There's thousands of guys who have lots of money doing that. And, and 
that's going to be hard for someone with no business experience to catch up to do what those guys are doing because they've spent the time in the contacts. This is different. There's, there's over 60 ways to sequester to receive a carbon credit. You can do fuel switching soil management, agricultural products. You can do direct air capture, the technologies that are going to come out. Look what Elon Musk is talking about, that in the future he wants to figure out how to take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere to use it as a fuel source to keep moving forward. There's going to be so many innovations. We're talking about, like, we're in 1970 in the internet days here. And again, it's not about us versus the AOCs of the world or the Biden's agenda or the European Union agenda. It's guys like us that are solving the problem of what they want to do to how do we get there. We're providing the pathway, the actual framework to decarbonize. And when you provide a solution for a major problem, uh, that's when you get paid a lot of money. So explain what a carbon credit is. So one carbon credit, you get it certified by an independent party that you have sequestered. You've taken out one ton of carbon out of the atmosphere. And then what happens to that? So then what happens is you get it issued uh, from someone like a Vera or a gold standard. uh, And they say, okay, Robert Kiyosaki and Kim, they created this project and they've sequestered 10,000 tons of carbon annually. Here's a certificate. And now you can take that certificate and sell it to in a stock exchange, just like you can sell stocks or you can sell it directly to Facebook and Amazon and the other 3000 companies globally that have committed to decarbonizing. And here's the opportunity. So what Marin is talking about, unless you're an airline company or a steamship company, you're polluting like crazy. Correct. So they have to buy the credit. Is that correct? Correct. That's your customer or the polluters. Correct. And the concrete companies, like, again, the concrete production in China every year produces more carbon dioxide than all of the internal combustion engines, all of the cars on the planet combined. Right. And then that those guys, believe it or not, even the Chinese government has created a uh, carbon exchange and they're forcing their own companies to decarbonize because they're dealing with an airpocalypse, just like they're dealing with a pandemic. The health effects of the pollution in, within China because of the manufacturing hub, that's an issue that they're, they're trying to deal with also. So that's what true entrepreneurs are doing. And so that's why when you, when I see those guys honking, their, don't honk your horns and the academic types want to shut everybody down. Like I said, when you, you slice a liberal, they bleed fascism. They want to tell you how to run their lives. You must get vaccinated, mandates, and all this stuff. And what Marin and I are doing are basically solving the problem. And by solving the problem, we make the world better, but we also get richer. So right now, what's happening with carbon credits in the, in the real world? So 50 billion tons of carbon, a little over 50 billion, it's about 55, is emitted, is produced annually, Okay. And yet the world is saying, wait a second, do you know how many credits were certified last year, Robert? Less than 300 million. This year for 2022, they're, they're going, maybe we'll get to 400 million. So you're talking about less than, you know, 1% because we're talking less than 500 million, but we need 50 billion, right? This opportunity to produce these credits. And remember, it's not just the government saying this. The boards, Exxon, Shell, BP, 
Delta all the airlines. oil producers, the airlines, they've all committed to this, but they're looking around and going, crap, we need carbon credits. We need to produce these credits. And the prices of carbon credits is the number one uh, performing asset in the world in 2021. And also thus far in 2022, since I was on your show, remember when we first talked about this a year ago, yep. they're tripled. And the trend is your friend. Now, why are they going up? Let's take a big chemical producer in Europe, like BASF. And F- FYI, yes, I do invest with Marin, so that I have a personal financial interest in this. So we're not recommending it because you have to be in a cred to do this. The fast so, track. Okay. You know, but there, there's ETFs that people can buy that you don't have to be accredited. And I don't own those. I'm just saying yeah. this sector why is the price going up? Because it's cheaper still today for a major chemical company that makes massive pollution of CO2 to just go and pay $100 per ton than it is to actually change their operations. So that's why the price is going to go up because until they make actual changes, you're looking at $150 a ton is when it starts hurting their balance sheet. That is an incredible opportunity because you can produce these for $10, $15 per ton uh, today in the market. And it's not only that, one of the reasons I signed on board with Marin because he understands the need for jobs. And you also started a little organization called the Carbon Rangers. Correct. And what that does is these Carbon Rangers, a lot of times indigenous people who live near the forest, if I understand correctly, and they're given the latest technology to monitor what's going on in our forests. Is that that correct? Is that something like that? Correct. So let's say, let's say a copper mine. So all the mines that I'm uh, involved with financing, we're making a commitment to go net zero. So you come in and go, okay, what can we sequester? One of the mines that I financed and and, and was one of the larger shareholders of has an incredible uh, blue carbon project right to the side. The management had no idea. It was because we were on a helicopter viewing the gold pit and we looked at them and went, Oh, there's the the helicopter guy goes, there's mangroves over there. I go, mangroves. Everyone's focusing on the gold mine. I'm going, that's a blue carbon mine. That's a green, that's a credible opportunity. Now, blue carbon credits are the most valuable carbon credits because not only do you sequester the carbon for over a thousand years, 10 times longer than the forest, but think about all of the biodiversity positive impacts. When you start the mangroves, you get the corals, you get the, uh, the the turtles, and you can calculate all this. So now the indigenous people, you can't teach uh, someone metallurgy or calculus or geology in three, six months. But using modern technology, there's a lighter technology. If somebody comes to illegally harvest the mangroves to create a shrimp farm or illegally chop down some trees or illegally hunt, the new technologies on their phone will alert them such that you can tell how many people, the make of the truck that they're using, even to the extent of the the chainsaw that these people are using. That is how incredible the technologies are available. And it fits on this. You don't need to build this whole center. So by bringing in the carbon rangers, you're creating high paying jobs, long-term paying jobs, because the value of these carbon credits, you're actually not taking anything out of the ground. It's, it's capitalists giving back to the ground. And that's where the ultimate score in this, and it's so hard for the mining guys and the oil guys to understand this, but the ones who do like a Ross Beatty, who's a legend in the business, once he got it, He's made tens of millions of dollars from this, and he's a huge fan. Why? Because all the resources we've been taking out of this earth, but the carbon credits is refilling the earth. It's taking carbon out of the atmosphere, 
by developing the nature-based solutions. Right, and we're taking indigenous, like I grew up a lot of Hawaiian kids, you know. Hawaiian kids are like me, we're not great academics, but they have a tremendous love of nature. And, they, you know, when I'm up in the Northwest talking to the American Indians or the Canadian Indians and all that, they have that same, you know, indigenous person has been on the land for 5,000 years. They have a love of the land. And what Marilyn was tell, telling me about, you can take this little iPhone and you can empower them and teach them technology that's closer to their heart and protect the environment they grow up in. That was a perfect, perfect business. So that's why, for full disclosure, I do invest with Marin. And so that's what, that's what real capitalists are doing. So you have a person like AOC, or the theme of the show is the more disruptive, you know, the truckers and auto are getting, the more opportunities are being created for entrepreneurs. And that's, that's why, you know, tremendous respect for Marin. When we come back, like I said, FYI, we're going to go a little bit longer because this show is nearest and dearest to the Rich Dad mission and heart, where entrepreneurs want to solve the world's problem by elevating the financial well-being of humanity without killing the environment. So we'll be right back one more time. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Today, our special guest is Marin Katusa. And full, for full disclosure, Marin and I do, I do invest with Marin. And when we talk about investing, it's on, you know, Rich Dad, the classical quadrant, the B and the I side. And this is where most people are E's and S's. These people invest in what's called securities, public securities like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. This here for those that play the cash flow game is the fast track, the outside of the deal. So even though Marin's deals sound good, most people are not allowed to invest in them. They have to wait till it gets filtered on down to this side here, just so you're for information. I'm gonna talk about another thing here is that I, I strong, <laughs> the reason I was in Vancouver, I was looking for gold and silver, and today I endorse Bitcoin for one reason, is I don't trust the Federal Reserve Bank. I don't trust central banks. That's as simple as it gets because they're run by academic elites like Biden, like um, Hillary and all those characters over there. And I just don't trust them. So I've been buying gold since 1972, ever since Nixon took gold off the gold standard, the dollar off the gold standard. So Marin and I are talking about gold because that's why I was in Canada and I, w I went to South America to Peru, Mongolia, and finally we found gold in China, the biggest gold mine in China. We took it public on the Toronto Stock Exchange, and the Chinese said, thank you very much. We like your deal. 
And so when I talk to Marin here, I'm going, this is really good because Marin is still looking for gold. So Marin, would you clear, I mean, what did you say about God made gold, but the devil, what, what did you say? Yeah, so there's an old saying that God created gold, but the devil took it and spread it around. And, and it's usually in places run by friends of the devil. And, <laughs> and you want to be very careful from a political standpoint. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I was in China, they said, thank you very much. I went, oh, my God. Because in the, in the world of mining, there's exploratory. And I was exploring. I was, I was in Peru, um, Argentina, Mongolia, and then China. Then there's developmental, so we had to raise $27 million on the Toronto to get development started. And as soon as we struck, it was gone. So what, would you, what can you tell us about your latest deal without giving it away? So I was quite fortunate that during the lockdowns, the big companies, you know, the employees on the left, they were told to not go anywhere. They were told without the, you know, vaxes, you can't travel. Uh, the airlines weren't traveling. And I was fortunate enough that I had enough of a balance sheet that the industry knew, well, there's this guy in Vancouver that's probably crazy enough to come down. And there was a PhD geologist who discovered something incredible. And I looked at it and they, they pitched me, they presented it to me. And I said, no, nah, I don't believe it. That's too good to be true. I read up on the history. It all kind of held together, but those grades you don't see, you know, and, and if they said was true, what they were saying, it would be the highest producing grade gold mine in the world. And I went, how could that be, be true? owned by a private group? Exactly. So I said, what do I got to lose? So I organized a private plane. So I didn't have to wait on Delta or United, took my guys. We went underground. So I was fortunate enough to be the first outside of this private group that made the discovery. I was the first outsider to see the discovery. And Robert, I filled my pockets like there was no tomorrow with this material. <laughs> I put my backpack, I have a 20 kilo rock. And when we took it up out above ground hours later, I was blown away. And, and how could this be? Because when Kennecott, the world's largest copper producer at the time for 30, 40 years was producing in this area, they were producing the world's largest copper mine. When you have copper, you produce a copper concentrate that you send to the smelter, but you can't just send that uh, copper con. You need to down blend it with a flux to make sure the temperature right to extract the copper and gold and then separate all the nasties like mercury and fluorine and all these things you don't want in your final product. So, this area was pr producing the flux, but yet this district that, that these guys found produced 300 million ounces of silver, 2.9 million ounces of gold. And it was an afterthought for Kennecott. Why? Because when they were underground in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and 60s, and 70s, all they cared about was flux, which is a white rock. This gold, I myself, I'm going to completely admit it. If I didn't have the modern technology of an XRF gun, which is this $50,000 gun, you walk around, it's battery control, and you shoot the rock, and it tells you how much gold you have, how much silver you have. It's the new technology. The old guys didn't have that. This gold is so high grade that it's green. You know, I, on my report, I show all the photos. No geologist could see it with their own eyes because it's so rare. You, you don't see these at mines. And that's why the, the Kennecott guys underground, they didn't have the benefit that we had of the modern technology. And it was a different time. All they were focused on was producing the flux. And yet that flux was so pure quartzite. The other one and a half percent was super high grade gold and silver. That's this, the hanging rock around that super high grade. These guys missed it by 20 feet, Robert, 20 feet. 
That's a rock. You have it. That, that, that rock right there is, is about 20 kilos, has over 10 ounces per ton gold. It's worth over $20,000. Just that rock meltdown value, but it's a beautiful rock. That's on my, uh, on my side table, my, my desk in my office. Rob, they, Robert, they, they just opened up a new extension zone. All the analysts were there. They, this is the hottest story in the mining world right now. 102 ounces per ton fire assayed over eight feet. That's $180,000 rock when the average mine in the world is not even 1% of that. That's, it's just mind blowing. Well, the, the, the mine that the Chinese took from, from us, <clears throat> we're all lucky we produced 10 ounces per ton. And this is 102 ounces per ton. Yeah, that one section. So if you think about what this all, where this is all going, it's in America. You have $400 million of infrastructure already spent that you don't have to go and put in right. Chile or somewhere in Africa. You well, have the power grid. You say have, it again. Say it again. Gold, God could produce gold, but... The devil took it and spread it around to his friends. And right? I That's was, the key I, aspect. I climbed the Andes. I climbed Mongolia. I climbed Argentina and then in China. And this thing sits in America. You know, I've been to Mongolia a few times, and uh, whenever I, I love history, I read a lot. Do you know what Genghis Khan called his land, which is Mongolia? He himself called it the asshole of the world, right? And you think about any of these companies that go to these jurisdictions. Of course, the foreigners are going, wow, these guys want to build the roads and all these buildings and, and the power lines. And then we're going to give them the gold. All the infrastructure has yeah. to come in before you produce an correct. ounce of gold. Correct, correct. We need to run, but I just want a final thing like this. The more crazy it gets, the more fanatical people get. The real entrepreneurs will find more opportunity correct. while everybody else is complaining about the stock market going up and the interest rates going up and all that. If you're an entrepreneur and you, you know your stuff, there's more opportunity because the crazies out there like AOC and... I will mention Biden and those guys. They're, they're creating more opportunities for all of us, but you've got to be able to see them. So I want to thank Marin, and then um, can you tell us about your newsletter? Also, please remember, most of what Marin does is for the guys on the fast track. You have to be accredited, which means you have to be already rich, and why the rich get richer, but then this gets diluted down into ETFs and other things. So what is your newsletter, Marin? So it explains all the site visit interviews with the biggest people in this sector, whether it's Ross Beatty to Bob Quartermain to Sean Rosen. Because of my Rolodex and my relationships with the guys, it's been always my mission. I'm, I don't do any of this for money. It's fun, but most importantly, it's deal flow. You know, there's that old saying, publish or perish. In my world, because when everybody froze in 2020 and 21, I got more aggressive and did site visits when no one went out. Actually, Katusa Research was the first site visit out of Canada during the pandemic. And we had to file all these crazy forms because that's how you get the opportunity. When everybody is frozen, focused on something here that, you know, isn't that big of a deal. There's incredible opportunities over here. So you have to be open-minded, take risks. And, you know, for example, Robert, I put up 350 grand on a site visit and all the due diligence and all my costs. And I could have lost it, but it's made my group and I over five times our investment and we put 40 million into it. So those are the type of gains that you can get by understanding the history, understanding the political risk, understanding the business, 
and do not bet against America. The rise of America is upon us. And I know if you look at the media, you look at San Francisco, you look what's going on in Canada. Canada is just a derivative of the U.S. I've been there and traveled the world. The rise of America is upon us. And that's why it should not change from the Magna Carta. It should be the MAGA Carta. Make America great again. One more thing is that gold mine that uh, Marin found is over 100 years old. If you understand from if you understand my world, you know most of the gold mines I look at they weren't even started yet, and that's where the expense you have to dig them out. This thing's already dug out, and all Marin did was look to the left. It was sitting right next to the left because they were looking for something else. Anyway, I really thank you. Thank you for being an educator and being my partner in many many deals and. For all of those who have no idea what we're talking about, play the cash flow game and you'll see it's called the fast track. It's not called the rat race. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Take care. Can we come back with a final wrap up with Saturn. Welcome back. Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. <clears throat> and again, I want to thank my special friend and guest and for full disclosure, I invested in Marvin Katusa. But it, he does support what Rich Dad teaches. If you didn't understand or know that there's a rat race and most people go to school to be in the rat race, that's why they're afraid of, you know, they have to take a shot because if they don't take the shot from the vaccine, they lose their jobs. But if you invest on the fast track, which is where I invest in, you don't worry about that stuff. So Marin was talking about the biggest gold mine in history. My, I found the biggest one in China, but now this one's found in America. And the rich get richer. Sarah, what do yeah, you think? I think that was the most shocking. I even mouthed to you when he said it. I was like, wait, that's in America? Yeah. And it's just shocking. So when his book's titled The Rise of America, there we go. We're yeah. sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> and he was talking about the Magna Carta. So it just changed it to Trump's Magna Carta and make America yeah. great again. Because that's all, That's we're capitalists. Yeah. And the people that hate Trump are those academic elites who are, if you cut them, they bleed fascism. They want to tell you how to run their lives, but they can't even run theirs. Like, like Hillary would call me deplorable. This guy Fauci is a fascist, you know what I mean? He's he, he's not elected, but he can control the world. And look at the Federal Reserve Bank. They're not even federal. They're mm-hmm. a fascist organization, and they control the world. They're academics like my poor dad. And I'd rather hang out guys with like... Marin, who's an academic, but he's also a capitalist. <laughs> so anyway, I really want to thank Marin Katusa. Thank you for listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show and keep playing the cash flow game in real life. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.